Hello and welcome to another episode of Fuse News. Tonight we are interviewing Connor Maxwell with the help of Cody and Rylan. Connor has recently been along interviewing us for his podcast. We are going to pick his brains about his experience running a podcast and if there's anything he thinks we could do better. Also, what it's like to be working in CLD. Thank you for being here, Connor. We've, we've faced some tech questions, but <laughs> we're sorted now. So, would you like to like introduce yourself a hi. little bit? So, hi, I'm Connor Maxwell, and uh, I run the CLD Talks podcast, and I'm a team leader for Larkham Universal Connections. Awesome. So, where were you brought up? Uh, so, it's just a place called Edelwood in Hamilton. Um, and it's just like the sort of, if you know Hamilton bus station, you got the big massive hill and then it's basically just the top of Hamilton. So it's, it's a decent big place. And <laughs> um, where do you work? So just now I work in Lark Hall Universal Connections, which is part of South Lancashire Council's Your Family Community Learning Service. Um, so the new, and I'm based in Lark Hall. Uh, what, what role do you take on there? So uh, the new team leader, so it's like a sort of it's a management role now which is i got i got promoted back in 2018 so mm. it's still quite new still feels a bit new um when i was 19 i don't know when did covid happen 19 ah, i was 2019 <laughs> it was 2018 um so i get promoted then and then it's been sort of a wee bit different try to learn how to do that and amongst covid yeah try like balance everything and do the job and it's to be fair it's a really cool job i enjoy it do you think there's a difference? Like, obviously, there's a difference between where you started and where and where it is now. But like, do you think that the difference between like having to do everything through COVID has like made an impact on like where you're at with the role now? Probably, I think it's made me more. It's made me think more about like the people, like and about the staff, like and, and how they are. Because the majority of the stuff we have to do is like staff check-ins as well. Like mm-hmm. we were doing a lot of we were trying to do a lot of online work and we we're doing them um, drop-offs to the community and we were doing loads of like activity packs and things like that. But part of my job as well was then making sure actually people were alright and how yeah. people feeling. So like a lot of the job was like still try keep in touch with them and having they sort of like more. In deeper conversations because everybody was having a hard time I think absolutely everybody was so yeah. um, that was a bit different from what we were usually doing because everything was still you were in front of the young people you were doing um, your face to face delivery and I was learning like how do you actually become a team leader and a manager like I didn't know how to do that until I got my job you know so it was learning it was totally different like online to face to face because everything's much simpler face to face it's easier just to pull somebody for a, a conversation and see how they are compared to on the phone or online it feels more formal yeah I I think it was really weird especially during lockdown for like any job but especially youth work because a lot of it is really face to face because we went from volunteers to sessional youth workers (laughs) during lockdown and it was definitely a change trying to like well okay how do we interact with the young people when we can't be face to face when that's what you're used to is really challenging trying to take uh, we had to room. we had to do everything through facebook and just hope for engagement back from them rather than like the face-to-face like where there's always going to be some sort of engagement whether yeah. it's good or not but we kind of just had to rely on are they going to respond or not 
Yeah. Which we can never guarantee. I and it ended it changed it as well, didn't it? Because like people would then reply at weird times. So mm-hmm. we had we had a lot of chats about like somebody would message you at two in the morning and is it appropriate to message them back if you're still up at two in the morning? Because we've now turned into this online service and we had to like really then think about boundaries and really yeah, like definitely. like basically we had the online opening times, you know, because mm-hmm. it isn't appropriate to be messaging somebody at two in the morning if like in any really sort of context yeah. so it's about trying to manage that as well which is like who knew that's what we were going to be doing like, yeah. <laughs> but, then, um, but then there was, there was loads of benefits that came out of that like our reputation I think in the community got a lot better and um, we started doing a lot more partnership work and mm-hmm. we still do the new we still speak to a lot more people than we normally did within the community and there's a lot more of that sort of togetherness where a lot of organisations where we worked everybody was doing the right thing and mm-hmm. everybody was doing really good jobs but nobody really talked but then COVID then brought us all together because we then pulled our resources together so we could help the people in need. Yeah. And now we're still continuing that, which is great, um, which we would never have done it before, to be honest. I don't think, I don't yeah. think it would have been, not at the same level anyway, we would have done some partnership working, like the usual stuff, but it wouldn't have been as, I suppose, as um, worthwhile and as on a larger scale as it sort of is. Anyway, which is yeah. Great. Uh, who did you start the podcast? Uh, so the podcast, it was basically during lockdown to be fair, um, what we done was uh, we were doing loads of like webinars and mm-hmm. we were doing like, we were trying to do a lot of like self-learning and stay up to date and I wanted to listen to our community learning podcast, mm-hmm. like your podcast because um, I was bored of Zooms to be fair, so yeah. ended up swapping over, ended up coming up with the idea to go, well let's actually start one myself, rather than waiting on somebody else doing it, I just decided to make it myself and spoke to a couple of people and sort of was just like oh, who thinks this is really a good idea what do you want to do and then we got sort of spoke to the standards council about like the idea they try to run it they were really happy with us to support us to then help launch it and then we just uh, to be fair i begged people to just <laughs> guys come and talk to me give me half an hour an hour to your time yeah. so that then we can put this out there and see if it goes somewhere cool see if it doesn't go somewhere it doesn't matter but let's just try something and we started in uh, Last year, February, I think it was February 17th, first one, mm. 2021, and like, it's brilliant, we've got like 40 odd episodes now, we're now doing video podcasts, and like, we're just trying to really develop it, and bringing in young people on board as well, like, um, Ben, who's come on, he's amazing, he's doing all the um, background stuff, the stuff that you were doing today, and mm-hmm. giving him that opportunity, and bringing in people as well, you know, like, guest host, I think is great, to have different voices, and I think that's what's really cool about what you are doing. There's like four years here now, so it's different questions, different opinions. So that's what I'm trying to bring in different um, youth workers to then have interviews and conversations because I've people get bored at me. My experience is my experience, <laughs> is what it is, but bringing in people from different backgrounds is great. And it's been a pure good laugh to the fair, it's yeah. been pure enjoyable. Yeah, the thing that you were saying about like, like Benny does like all the techie stuff and everything, but like obviously, we've got a very like minimal setup. Is there anything that like you would recommend that we get like because we've been thinking about getting like better software, um, maybe something that can handle more microphones, things like that. Yeah. Is there anything that you could think well, of? We use a it's a broadcaster pro. It's called um, it's four hundred and fifty pound nine guys, but that is like the best piece of kit like I've ever seen in terms of this stuff. We've done a lot of like tech stuff and recording studio stuff, but mm. for what we are looking at for dealing with this, because you get four microphones, you get four headphone jacks. You can Bluetooth your phone to it. You can bring people. Oh, people wow. can phone into it as well. You can basically run a radio station after this thing. Like, <laughs> it is a proper amazing piece of kit, and it's one of the things like 
it is a lot of money, £450 mm-hmm. is a lot of money and we were lucky we got some funding to purchase that so we went with microphones from a recording studio that we already had so hi it's dear but like the benefits and the advantages we can do mm-hmm. with that is like amazing so you can still have that remote contact or somebody could phone in in terms of like if you're looking to develop this then you could create a radio station off of this because you can then um, bluetooth or like, plug the aux cable into your mm-hmm. phone or a laptop or a device play music off of that be phone people in like it's a belter a piece of kit it's really good and any microphones with our xlr input works um, so it does or if you get a USB XLR, so you'd be able to use the mics you've got now. Um, but it's honestly, it's a great piece of kit. It's expensive, hundred percent. It's expensive, but you're paying for proper quality. Yeah. Which like, it does sound like an investment that would hundred percent be worth it. Aye, and if you see if you are doing this, especially like the way you are doing Fuse News and the the way you why I developed this, you get funding. That's the first thing I'd be buying. You know, yeah. for you because it, it gives that. It gives you that professional feel is what we really like mm-hmm. as well and um, the software on that is like perfect it works really really easy and it can work with any laptop so you can still use what you're using there we've I was, i'm lucky enough i've got a macbook pro so you don't need a macbook pro but i was just lucky enough i've got one of them now so um, that's we use garage band to then edit all our stuff it's nothing fancy it's the free one it comes with mm-hmm. audacity does the same job you know it's nice. that stuff doesn't they really make a mad difference in terms of what we're putting out because we don't need the fancy stuff yeah, you, know, you exactly. need to be able to cut it and you need to be able to use something that's user friendly in my opinion mm-hmm. I don't think you need crazy fancy software but the broadcast are pros class like it's really really good so why was it that you got into like community work um, so I, I started I went to it was Hamilton Universal Connections I was just a wee guy just when I was uh, 10 and then uh, went to loads of different stuff I volunteered with them um, ran some groups as a volunteer and I just really liked it I really liked that, that bit of responsibility and helping people and people helped me on the long way so I got sessional at 16 and I didn't really plan for it to be like my career and what I'm doing for probably to be fair the rest of my life but it just felt sort of fell into it and I initially just wanted to give back and it's pretty cool we get told that you can get paid for doing this job <laughs> like I think when you're 16 and you're told that you're going to get at the time it was like seven pound an hour or something like that and I was 16 getting told £7 an hour my pals who were working were like in 380 so I'm like oh my god I'm meant it you know like, <laughs> like it was pure amazing and uh, it was just that thing just I wanted to give back I wanted to give back to the people that invested a lot of time in me supported me and I then wanted to do that for other people because I really liked that I really liked helping people out um, and I just then kept going I kept getting new opportunities it wasn't a plan um, and then I ended up getting full time work out here um, I ended up going to uni and um, now I'm still I'm still with uh, the same organisation just based on Lark Hall as a worker now as yeah. a, sorry as a team leader now but um, it's 12 year pretty near coming up in September yeah. like I would never have said that like I mean I was 16 when I got my job like yeah. did I think I was going to still be there absolutely not but like would I do anything else absolutely not like yeah. a proper level I'm doing I think that's a really interesting thing about your work for at least people that we've interviewed and probably as ourselves is a lot of people don't really expect that they're going to go into youth work. Mm-hmm. They they might not really have a plan or they might have other plans and then they end up falling to youth work and I think that really shows how passionate that youth workers are about their job and how they really do want to make a difference and I just... Think that's such an amazing thing because it's what the community needs. As your know, passions, the, that's the word I've been throwing that about a lot recently like, <laughs> in different sort of chats, but 
I think that's that's the thing that we've really got. The people that especially I think people like you guys and our user have been volunteers as a sessional mm-hmm. user, young people in our user volunteering just you never know what's gonna happen with you two guys, but like it's incredible just how like that grow your own approach, people have that real passion. And if you've got that then you can succeed and do well in this job. Like, yeah. And there's loads of opportunities and there's loads of different stuff that can happen. Like I've only ever worked for a local authority. I've done a wee bit of sessional for a um, front sector organisation for about a year and then project money ran out. But like there's so many different things that you can do. Like if you're passionate in sound production, you can do that based on youth work. If you're into sport, you can go and then be a sports leader and you can go and do loads of different stuff. If you're into art, it doesn't really matter what you're into. You're able to then use that stuff you're passionate about in your job and then help people. Like, mm-hmm. Where can you want? You know, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's great. It's great. It's amazing. Game so, to do that. in the twelve years that you've been doing this, what would you say has been a highlight of yours? Highlight? Um, there's been loads. Like, I've done some really cool stuff. Like, um, one of the things that I'm, one of the things that the probably thing that got me, that changed. There's a lot. I had about. I done my SVQ, um, and I hated it. It was horrendous. Like, it's mm-hmm. a, um, SVQ is a vocational qualification, so SVQ level three in your fucking, I detested it, but. Part of that was then for me then to go to uni. Was so when I done that, then I'd be going to go to uni. And it was a workplace thing, and I didn't like it at all. But then through then going to uni, then it totally then like changed my like outlook and how I looked at things. Like I didn't really think about the big picture. I didn't really think about the background stuff. I was there to play with the wains and play pool, and yep. I would develop some stuff. But that changed then my outlook, and then looking at developing programs just led me to developing a program called You Wanna Bet which is um, a gambling education programme for young people when we get at schools okay. to talk about the dangers of gambling and the issues with gambling. And we looked at that about 2015, 16, and I was told it was their priority. Like, it was the, it wasn't the most popular thing in the world. Yeah. Was, I was told, no, I was then really deliver that work because there was other things we had to be doing, which, fair enough, but I stuck with it and developed it. I stuck excuse me, I stuck to my guns about like trying to learn about actually what is gambling and how does that really impact on young people's lives. And then I was given an opportunity through using what I learned at uni because I was learning then the background stuff and I was then trying to put all that together and then I finally developed a programme and I've done some really cool stuff with that. I ended up, we got to go down to London to speak at Gamble Aware's uh, conference to promote the work that we were doing. We've worked with other organisations. I've done presentations for people, for young people and adults and that piece of work like I think elevated my thinking and what it was really about youth work and developing programmes and all the other sort of stuff and through the sort of hating my SVQ but I got through it because my manager made me, he then made me go to uni because that was the deal and we, it wasn't good and then I learned all the extra stuff to try and put all that together and that You Want a Better programme I think proper changed my outlook so I did and developing that and then putting that into other principles and doing other bits and I think that gave me that sort of bit of confidence as well to put myself in a position to become a team leader because I was 25 really when I got my job. Like it's quite young, I think, for a team yeah. leader position and it's also I'm quite young to then remove yourself with that but I just felt like it was a good timing through what I'd sort of learned and what I was doing which was really, really cool. That's amazing. What has been a, a challenge in your career? Oh, millions. That is <laughs> See that, honestly, that SVQ is like the worst thing in the world. So it was, and what's for, I'm actually the guys I'm working with now. I'm training to be an SVQ assessor now, which is I don't know why I've done it. Like I hated doing by SVQ. Now I'm training to be an assessor, so I'm taking people through it the new, and we're having it's funny actually see the similar issues I had to the new they're having. Uh-huh. Um, so getting through that was really tough, but I've had a few really like 
But a few things that sort of happened, I don't know, it's fair to share. One of the things, one of the early challenges that I really, really had was um, a young person who, this was back in 2000, and, this would have been 2014, a young person was looking to transition from female to male, mm-hmm. and I had no clue about like, um, young people looking to transition, yeah. LGBTQI, yeah. I had no idea like about that and like really more than just sort of like the, the basis. So then a young person was looking to transition, I was supporting them and I was a school-based youth worker. And see just the, the learning and the challenge for me because I felt like I kept making mistakes. I didn't know what was right, I wasn't confident actually in what I was saying. So I had to mm. really try and research and it was it took you to that point where sometimes when we do this job, like you can have a conversation, somebody's struggling, you, you know how to make somebody feel a bit better, you know how to calm somebody down, you've got that in you, but how do you support somebody who doesn't want to be who they are and they want to change who they are because they've actually identified this is really who they are mm-hmm. and as a youth worker who hadn't done anything to do with that and really had no knowledge, absolutely no knowledge, but it was my duty and my job there was to make sure I could support this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was tough. It was really, really hard because I didn't know what I was doing. But I got loads of support. I went and researched. I spoke to the appropriate people. And but that was that thing where you just need to sometimes just teach yourself. Yeah. You, you don't know everything. You absolutely don't know everything. And you might be sometimes really confident in your abilities, but something might actually happen that then you're totally then through a proper curveball thrown at you. How do you do that? Because you need to support the young people. You need to support the people in front of you. So you need to educate yourself. You need to better yourself. And that was a massive challenge because that was so complicated for me. Um, and now I would feel confident to do it. And they, I, I think that that was, a, at the time, was a proper learning experience for me about, about me as a worker and about then what I put into learning and what I put into the sort of work. It was totally, it, just, it was a bit of a game changer, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Now that person, as far as I know, is a pure rare tail they're, they're doing really really well so it's really that's also it's, that's really cool as well to sort of know that but it is it's, there's, there's moments that happen I think there's loads of moments like that where you just feel like you're depth and mm-hmm. you feel like ah, I don't know what to do and that's fine but the important thing is then how do you then know what to do and that, mm-hmm. that's really I suppose my sort of point after that is that there's loads of things that will happen to you absolutely loads of things that will happen but it's what do you take out of that and then how do you then make yourself better so then you can action it or you can support the people and know it. I think that's mm-hmm. a key. Yeah. Who would, uh, who's been the best person in the interview? You guys. Obviously after us. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be us. <laughs> I guess because I'm here on top. 100%. No offence on that. Um, do you know what? It's, it's different. I don't really think about things like that too often. I don't know if there's like a best like person or like a best maybe like interview, but because everybody's like so different and mm-hmm. like what what we're trying to do and we're, we're just trying to raise the profile like like youth work and community learning and development. But like I think one of the more memorable ones is to be fair, it's the first one I done and it was with um, Jim Sweeney who was the okay. he was the chair with um it was the chief exec. Sorry, it's not the chair. He's he was the chief exec of Youth Link Scotland and done loads of stuff and. I think that was a that was a favour of one of our managers was like Jim, come and do this. You, you've got a rep in the field. People will come and listen to you. And it was like, he took the time. He, he was retired and he took yeah. an hour of his day. He doesn't know who I am. Like, he doesn't really know. But he believed in just giving somebody a chance and doing that. And I thought that was proper sound. Like, for somebody who is retired and he's done everything that he had done, he came on and he was the very first person. So I never knew what I was doing at that point. Like, yeah. he was literally my guinea pig 
and he was like such like a high profile sort of person as well mm. in our field and in our sector like everybody loves Jim rightfully so so it's like it was that meant a lot because that to me then helped us so, so like for people in the field to go well if Jim's came on to this this means something rather yeah. than just like maybe one of my mates because yeah. like that people don't know who they are but people would come and listen to then Jim and to be fair that's the most that's the episode with the most listens it's got the most plays so it does still um and I just and it was really good because for me it was me learning what I was doing like what is this it was the first time I was ever trying this over we doing it in Zoom I've never been an interviewer in my life and mm. I just think that was dead sound to somebody just give me an hour of their time for somebody who doesn't they know just because somebody was like going to come on to this and help us out and that, that meant a lot and I think that'll that'll go down I think for like one of your sort of maybe the, maybe the best episode maybe ever if you want to call it maybe that way but yeah. for that personal reason just because it was maybe the first but there's been some mad conversations there's been some really cool people that I've never met before that mm. um, that have came on and spoke about like loads of different issues and it's been cool and it's see but for now we're 40 we're 40 in so it's actually hard to remember them all now like yeah. there's so many now and so many like they're all about an hour each as well so that's a lot of yours mm, <laughs> so like it's really hard but there's been really 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 cool moments but I think maybe for this I'd say Jim just because it was my first so it was and it was so sound to do that you were saying about like the ratings and that and last time we spoke like we all said that like, it's not about like how many listens you get and everything so what is it for you that keeps you going to, to like keep interviewing people and keep doing your podcast I just enjoy it like it's no I, I just I don't know I just think it's cool like I think it's I feel like I've, this might sound big either right <laughs> but I don't, I don't mean it this way right but I think what CLD Talks is and what it will be and it will be hopefully remembered by people in our field and in like sort of what we're doing is it's created this sort of information library or an information bank it's an account of Covid and how like youth workers and CLD workers have actively then supported people across the country how people have done loads of different ways because that's been a question for it what did people do like during Covid how did yeah. you support folks so we've got this like thing that is completely free of charge and they can access it on all these different platforms it's, you don't need a subscription all that sort of good stuff as well yeah. which is brilliant it's accessible to people but it's I think it's I suppose it's that thing that it's there and people can always use that so it's there for learning it's there for students it's there to stay connected and I think it'll hopefully like I, I enjoy knowing that I've created and done that so I might one day tap out and somebody else might take it off me and do it mm. and, or then we're developing it so we've got more people coming on and having a sort of point of view and a conversation in it but it is just I enjoy doing it I think we're creating something really cool for the sector that people can look back on people can reference back on and I think we'll just keep growing it and that, that's one of the challenges I suppose that it was keep growing it while people are back full time it was easy when people were up the road and we were working yeah. from home mm -hmm. it was really easy to get guests and it, now it's managing people's time and mm -hmm. commitments and there's other things that come up and we need to cancel a lot and, but it's always working now but I just think it's a really cool resource that people can tap into for free and in fact I can say that I've started that and I've developed that I just think it's really cool and um, I'm really really proud that actually that I can say that that is me and people like and people go to things and they know that's me so people know a bit about me and know who I am which I yeah. think it's pretty cool as well so like you know, it was one of the people that came on the podcast and was like it's just really good to meet you and it's 
And I was like, well, no, I, I go look at me. Because I've, I've listened to your voice for about 20 hours, so it's really good to put like, a face to the name. Yeah. Shit, I feel like I know you. Absolutely. And it's just pure nice, isn't it? Like, it's like, aye, that is. Well, it makes me feel weird about because I'm a habit stalker. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, what advice would you give to young people like, if they were starting their own podcast? Um, just do it. Like, I get an idea. Like, find out what it is. That, what do you want to talk about? What are you interested in? Like, I think that's... I think for a podcast to be good, whoever the host is has to be interested in the subject. Absolutely. If you're not interested in the subject, you're not that passion's not going to come through. It's, you're not then going to put your all into it. But if you're really mm. interested in that, then go for it. Just mm. yeah, go find out easy way. Like podcasts don't need to have four hundred and fifty pound broadcasters. It can literally be your phone. You know. Mm. Yeah, be, we've yeah. definitely done that oh, a yeah. few times. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, we've done that last night. Yeah, <laughs> we've done that last night. But that's all you need, you know, and that and that's I think where the beauty of this is. It doesn't need to have these big fancy productions where, yeah. like, like impulsive Logan Pauls with this massive oh, set yeah. and you know all this crazy stuff. It doesn't need that. It literally needs people who want to talk about something they enjoy about. And see if it gets five listens and or it goes viral. Well, it's as long as you're enjoying yourself then, and that's the main thing. Exactly. It's just as long as you're interested in your topic and you're happy with doing something, crack on. Yeah, like, see, during, like, sometimes there's a, like, I hang on TikTok and these people that talk about stuff in their podcast, just they two, and they sit in exactly this. Once it's there, once it's there. I've seen that exact same one. I know exactly what you're doing. They're brilliant. Mm -hmm. I watched watched them for an hour straight. (laughs) I was just watching it because there were stories. And I was like, there was another one about this. Is this real or fake? About a Toy Story thing there. About... um, I'm relating it and whatever. Getting stolen. About it. Like, teenagers doing a date or not. And then somebody had... They had to pay, like, billions on the dark web to get it back. But one of the staff actually had it back on their computer open. So they downloaded it back. But it was fake, but there's something exactly like that happened. But it just mm-hmm. wasn't stolen. It was lost. Somebody deleted it. But one of the staff had it backed up. <laughs> I so. think that's just exactly what we've just witnessed there. As, as long as you're passionate about what you're talking about, then people listening will also get to be passionate mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Which Don't. is phenomenal. That, that's the whole thing. If you're interested in it, then... People might be listening and people know listening. That's not really what it's about. Yeah. It's about people. I, I love this idea now that MD can be a creator, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's really cool about like podcasting totally can be full careers for people, like being an influencer and on TikTok and all that sort of stuff. These are real life jobs that give people real money for having a real living. Like, if you want to use that and you want to do that, just put everything in there and come up with ideas. Like, because who says you can you know it's, that's why it's so beautiful about yeah. all this sort of stuff you literally need a phone you know or you need access to an amazing youth centre that has got the equipment so you can start mm. it you need you don't even need to own the stuff you need to just find places that does and that's what's amazing about you you guys you just could have people coming in and doing podcasts all the time we're lucky enough we would be able to offer stuff like that mm. you don't even need to have a device it's about finding places that they and especially youth centres because then you can help people there exactly <laughs> Um. So, talking about advice and that, what would you tell your younger self? Was if you could just sit there with your younger self, what would you tell? Um, I don't know. It's quite deep, actually. <laughs> uh, what would I tell my younger self? I would tell my younger self I look banging with a beard. 
Get your gears off your ears. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Hopefully. Um, don't know. Do you know? I think I would probably one. What I'd probably tell myself just to believe a bit in yourself. You know, like I've always had a bit of confidence. I've never really sort of doubted a lot of stuff, but. There's been things that I've maybe no fully committed to or I've gave up on that I probably shouldn't have. Like mm-hmm. maybe I've maybe gave up on too early or I've not put in the full work so I've not maybe got the most out of something. Like I'd, I'd done loads of different, like I used to be in a band and I wanted to do different like sort of bits and bobs as I've sort of like grew up and weird stuff as well. Um, but I'd probably commit to things maybe a bit longer because there's definitely things I missed in. Like mm-hmm. I missed in music, like I miss all that sort of stuff and then, I'd love to be able to have the time to still do that and I wish we still done that because that was amazing. Like we done some amazing gigs and like we were still in school and we were playing the O2 Academy and we were doing loads wow. of like really cool, like decent stuff, like decent level stuff yeah. and then we just stopped. Like it was just sort of we left school, people went their own ways and just stopped. So probably like say no stick with that a bit longer because mm-hmm. it was pure good fun. Uh, just before I ask the final question we've got here, do either of you two have anything off the top of your head that you want to ask? Um, oh, that's a that's <laughs> 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 I was trying to think there and then oh, I, I, I did have something I was thinking it. I was going to write it down the second you, you said that. And then I forgot. <laughs> I could have said it. What about you? Could have um, Would you ever do a podcast about music? Um, do you know what? I probably would. I'd actually, do you know, one of my mates, we've been talking about doing, we, we, we like wrestling. So, we're there, so we've been talking about doing a wrestling podcast. Oh, so yeah. we, like, we spend like so much time in WhatsApp actually just talking about loads of things that are wrestling. So I was like, we're going to start a podcast. And then the other thing we're talking about maybe is Pokemon, because we like Pokemon. So I'd like to start a wrestling slash Pokemon podcast. So well, maybe we should. Maybe we sometimes. There you go. First interview. Who, who's your favourite Pokemon? Um, oof, I've not played that in a year or something. Um, I would say. Do you don't have Pokemon Go on your phone. Yes, I don't do my pals, but I they were sitting playing it the other day, so I was playing it. Then the last one I thought of was like a shiny and blue one. Oh, that's a good choice. Why are we classic, classic. <laughs> I also have another question. Yeah. Uh, what's other topics you would like to? Um, I don't know. So I, I'm right into like they are my two. Probably to prefer, I think the wrestling one would be really cool. That's my sort of main one. I don't know. So what would you talk about wrestling? Just like how good it is. Like, <laughs> like to be fair, right? So I don't know if people like wrestling. Do you in the room like wrestling? Um, well, so, right. so Cody Rhodes the other day, right, to- wrestled a hell in a cell match with a torn peck, with a torn like so oh, all that's crazy. Ah, like this thing was insane. Like Oh, but the like inside. Ah, he had it before. Like, yeah, it was insane. Like, this thing was madness, so I would like to just talk about how tough Cody Rhodes is, to yeah. be honest, because <laughs> that's insane. Probably dedicated to oh. podcast. Ah, like Google Wait. the picture. Google the picture like I can't got his name wrong. What? <laughs> it's um whatever that one is I forgot. Oh, that's a uh, Sylveon. Sylveon, the shiny version, the blue one. Ah, oh, that's cool. 
Well, if you start up a Pokemon oh. slash wrestling podcast, you definitely have people to interview. <laughs> yeah. 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 That would be my number one thing I'd talk about. Aye, Fib is good. I'm a Man United fan, so it's not really good to talk about. <laughs> I, I like about the Man City, the Man City game, and I got like I went to the actual Man City shop, and I went and got like yeah, Man City scarves, Man City tops. Oh, so Ryan, wow. Ryan side of Manchester, man. <laughs> <laughs> man City, no. I like Man City. Same way, obviously. Pokemon. Uh, once when I was getting the experience, once uh, I was out, and my like pally. My phone was about it, and then I noticed that it was like, I think it was, it was like a African streak. It was like, I'm with it, and it was like electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them. And as soon as I got it, like, caught it, my phone ran out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, always, at night. You always so I wasn't getting it back. Phone, you always <laughs> like phone. Oh, see, if that was me, like, back in t- 2019 or something. You would see me fall to that groin and never come back up. <laughs> I literally shaved it like that. Wait, but I've got the most deadly question ever. Celtic or Rangers? Eh, I don't like Scottish football. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think that's a very. And do you know what? I think that's a responsible answer. Do you know what? It isn't. People say this so I've, I, every time I've worked in, like, I get asked it all the time. I've ran football groups, I've done loads of different sports stuff. Just and don't want to people, it's not the way I answer it. Just genuinely. Well, do you like English football? Man United's my favourite football team. Guess what? Well, I've got a deadly question for you now. Who, Mid? Or Liverpool? Who? Mid. Like, Mid and Liverpool. Oh, Real Madrid or Liverpool. Oh, Real Madrid, obviously. I mean, I don't ask such an easy question. Are you going to say Mid? Is it awesome? I'll take it, Keegan. You would like Liverpool because you're wearing red. I don't like English football. Or or Manchester United because you're wearing red here. You're wearing red. Does that mean you like? What next? Would you say awesome or bloody Chelsea? At Chelsea, actually, I am from Chelsea. I have a lamp on. And I have a Liverpool. I love Liverpool. I love Liverpool. Never. No, I love Rangers so much. They signed me. I'm signed. Oh, amazing. Cool. Brilliant. Best day ever. I feel as if we've already got the answer to this one with the wrestling part. Mm-hmm. Who would you love to interview if you could? Um, whatever his name is in wrestling. Um, oh, that'd be John Cena. Cool. Oh, John Cena's like amazing, isn't he? It was weird about that he's got hair. Like that's just like, <laughs> John Cena's been like a crew cut for like ever, and now he's got this. He's got same hair as me, doesn't he? What? Who's that? Conor McGregor. Oh, it's UFC. Ah, it's UFC, but... Is it not the same? It would still oh. be good. Oh, UFC's um, MMA wrestling. Oh, I MMA, that's more deadly. I don't like care if you break like, 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 a nose or something, they just say go until you're in the ground. Oh, The Rock? Is he not right? Oh, The Rock's the best ever. Face. Is he the only? Oh, The Rock. Oh, there's a Mount Rushmore, the two of them. I'm going around The Rock for you. This is the recording. This is good content. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, like, if I heard like, somebody talking about the rocks in Fortnite, mate, I would just leave. No, I mean, <laughs> no I'm sorry, but you've lost some. So, who would be your dream person? These are all great people, but who would be your dream person? Uh, for the CRD Talks one, see, before, I don't really think about that. Ronaldo. <laughs> I just see for now there was a community worker, more than <laughs> <laughs> like, Absolutely. Ah, like, you're yeah, battering, but. 
don't know. I would, for I don't I don't have like a sort of single person. I think I, I, the way that we sort of try and get people is are sort of dead organic. You know, there's people maybe recommending people will maybe see a project that's really cool. Somebody will maybe like the way it was with you. It was Alan Sherry. It was like, listen, mm. this is a really good organisation. You should check them out. It's on that. That's how we do things. So it's not really. I suppose I'd love to interview. I just want to keep interviewing really different people, people from all different backgrounds and you fucking CLD and just sort of keep it going. Um, there's an FM day wants to come on, it's always the same thing. Like, we just want people to come and have a chat. That's literally yeah. it. There's, there's no requirement here. You don't need to have followers on Twitter and you don't need to be the biggest UFOC organisation. You just need to be willing to spend an hour and have a chat with us. It's really it. You Absolutely. know, and that's, I, I think we'll go with that. <laughs> Good it's been great having you here, Connor. It's been special. Yeah. Ah, right. Thank you so much. Nice talk. Yeah. 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 Maybe nice some, talk. Uh, maybe like a half an hour waste of trying to get a fix. Cheers for having us. I pure like honestly want to say Jesus first thing. I really love what he's doing. So I'm, I'm pure happy he's asked me to come along and have a bit of chat to contribute to what he's doing. Because honestly, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much to Connell for coming in and allowing us to interview him. And thank you to everyone who listened in for this week's episode of Fuse News. Be sure to tune in for next week's episode.